And now, from the Spinnaker Radio Studios, critics have said he has a face for radio and a voice for silent films, your host, Ben Gordon. guys welcome to doc g's funky grooves and fitness with me as always eric cirillo eric how you doing doing well doing well good to be back for another week on the show it was a a busy week and a lot to talk about i feel like exactly man there was a lot to talk about i feel like we've got a great show coming i mean there's so many new things that we're gonna we're gonna break down this week on the show i just can't wait to get into it you know what i'm gonna get into it right now sounds like a plan here we go one of the first things that we're gonna do is a new segment we're calling who's wearing their birthday suit now this segment will continue throughout the show and the objective of the segment is for eric without help from the google machine and various wiki things and whatever else you use to find out information to guess whose birthday it is by the clues that i give him the person that eric is trying to guess has to be very famous and can be alive or dead so he could be lighting the candles on the cake or celebrating posthumously either one okay eric do you understand the segment uh i think i got it sounds sounds like it can be tricky but uh as always i'm up i'm up to the challenge okay all right so let's go ahead and fire up our first clue okay are you ready Hit me. First clue for who's wearing their birthday suit. He's a famous American who loves NCAA football and skinny dipping. Hmm. That's your first clue. We'll come back to who's wearing their birthday suit later. Any ideas right now, just off the top of your head? I mean, that doesn't rule out too many people. You said he's a famous American who loves NCAA football and skinny dipping. Mm-hmm. And his birthday mm-hmm. is obviously today, 10-27. Mm-hmm. Think I about it. I don't have an idea yet. I'll, I'll think about it. I'll think about it. We'll come back. But right now, as per usual, as every week we do it, it is time for Fitness News. And now, the news. Man. That voiceover guy is like the Energizer Bunny. He is effing cool. That's the slogan for Energizer, right? Energizer batteries. They're effing cool. Pretty sure that's the way it goes. So, the New York Times wrote an article for young desk jockeys detailing the different types of workouts that can be completed while at work. Commenting that most young office workers complain on not having enough time to work out, and these exercises would allow them to work out while on the clock. I'm going to do a follow-up to this story for bosses on how to spot employees who aren't working but exercising on the clock and how to fire them. Little cat and mouse there. Eric, how many crotch thrusters, glute blasters are you doing under your desk at the at, at your work? Ooh. 
I like to keep it to uh, about uh, 30 every uh, every hour, mm-hmm. just to get a nice little pump going and maybe get a couple couple beads of sweat rolling down the face, you know. And then I go in front of the mirror and flex off for about a solid five minutes, and then I take my coffee poop. Huh? Man, that is dedication right there. Good job, man. Thank you. That's how you do it. Gotta stay, gotta stay dedicated. There's one thing we can let our, our listeners know. Stay dedicated. Uh, Rolling Stone recently released a story detailing the burgeoning fight career of Kevin Ferguson Jr. That's the son of now deceased fighter Kevin Ferguson. Ferguson Jr. was supposed to have one of his first major professional fights last Friday night, but the fight was delayed because his opponent weighed in at 16 pounds over the agreed-upon fighting weight of 165 pounds. Huh? Oh. I'm sorry. Are you confused to whom I'm referring? Yeah! Kevin Ferguson is Kimbo Slice. Oh. This is Kimbo Slice's son. Let's all applaud Kimbo posthumously for changing his fighting name. Who's fighting tonight? Oh, I think it's uh, Kevin. Kevin Ferguson. It's pretty intimidating, am I right? I'm pretty sure he's somehow related to Turd Ferguson. Eric? Over under on Baby Slice ever reaching a title fight in the UFC. Mm. 3-0-1. Okay, alright. I don't know. You know, he was a good fighter, but... We'll see. President Obama was in the news recently. He usually is because he's the president. Uh, President Obama received a large amount of press for sharing his workout playlist while he was guest editing the November's issue of Wired. The playlist had some definite power songs and some surefire funky grooves. Sweet. Uh, And a lot of the media started referring to the playlist as the ultimate cool dad playlist. Hmm. Not really sure if a playlist with the Isley Brothers, Nina Simone, and Sting is exactly coolest dad material. That's more standard dad material. It's like finding a 12-year-old girl's playlist and being like, her playlist is so unique. It's got Drake, Taylor Swift, and Ariana Grande. What are the odds? Pretty good odds. Eric, does your dad have any uh, playlists? Because my dad sure doesn't have an iPod or any playlist for that matter. Yes, he uh, he kind of does. He uses Pandora, and he's got his playlists on there. And they are generally either they're the 70s music, which you and I have talked about many times before, which I do enjoy. Some uh, some Doobie Brothers, yeah. some old, uh, old Michael McDonald, yeah. little, little Bachman Turner Overdrive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But then he hits me with the the water coolers, which is like a jazz, and I don't care for that mm. at all. That sort of just makes you want to slit your wrist while oh, you're at the no. office. That's not good. Exactly. Oh, yeah, well, my dad, uh, he sort of gave up on music after records, so if he wants to get a playlist, it's just change the record really fast. That's about all you got. In other news, TMZ recently released a story detailing that a fitness bench and the weights that were once owned by Death Row Records and were used by Tupac for both workouts and for a famous MTV interview are now being auctioned off by the owner. 
The buyer or owner originally bought the workout equipment for $1,166 after the record company went broke and had to auction off everything in their offices. The owner has now put the equipment on eBay with a starting bid of $100,000. Granted, that's a high bid. And granted, a famous rapper that used them. But can we take a step back here and look at something a little more important? Death Row Records had a corporate fitness center in the early to mid-90s. What forward-thinking of Suge Knight to look out for the health of his recording artists by providing such an atmosphere. What a CEO. Was there anything that this guy did wrong? Oh. Oh, attempted murder. Oh, and the company went bankrupt. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, those, those, those are pretty bad things. So stupid. Yeah. Oh, uh, Eric, do you think that uh, people are going to be selling your workout bench for $100,000 soon? Hmm. Um, you know, it's it's a tight one. Uh, many would think so, that it could be close. But uh, I'm not feeling it. I don't think so. Not as much as uh, Tupac's would be. You know, I'm going to keep my fingers crossed. I really don't think he's going to reach $100,000. I mean... Out of all the things, you know, right? I mean, it's a cool novelty piece. Like somebody comes over to your house and you're like, oh, hey, by the way, you want to work out where Tupac did? You know, I mean, that's pretty cool. But it's not like their forte, you know? Like I could much I could much more likely see like $100,000 if it was a gold, gold plaque with like all their autographs on it. Then I could see $100,000 maybe, you know, to the right fan. But like a workout bench by Tupac, eh, probably not gonna work $100,000. I definitely wouldn't spend the money on it. Unless you were like, I mean, that's such a weird object too. You can't just like leisurely, you know, or not leisurely, but just randomly put it somewhere in your house and put it on display. Cause that would just look really weird. And you wouldn't want to work out on it and actually use it if you spent that much money on it. It was kind of a, a collector's item. Well, th- so so you get that as well. I forgot to mention that in the uh, story, but uh, the owner, the current owner, uh, used it. So it's got a little bit of his sweat on there too. So just just for your information. The moving on. CNN recently released a story titled "The Best and Worst Sugar to Have Before a Workout." Glucose was listed as the best sugar to have before a workout. Lower on the list were milk, sugar, which is known as lactose, and table sugar, known as sucrose. However, lowest on the list, booger sugar. This, of course, was ignored by the votes of athletes Lawrence Taylor and Michael Irvin, who voted it the best pre-workout ever. Ew, boogers. Eric, how's your consumption of milk and booger sugar going? Well, you had me a pre-workout ever right there and best. Um, it's a little low, but after reading this, I think I'm going to really have to kick it into high gear. You think you've seen me take a lot? <laughs> you have no idea. Good, good. That sounds healthy. I think so. In other news, McLean's recently wrote a story describing a fitness group in Palestine who complete their workouts on concrete and building rubble left behind from Israeli shelling. This group is known as Bar Palestine and are trying to grow their popularity in Gaza by performing in public areas such as parks or on benches and using the infrastructure that's available. 
According to the World Federation Street Workout and Calisthenics website, the sport is not only about showing off upper body strength and flexibility, it's also about uniting people from different socioeconomic and ethnic backgrounds. It's about uniting the outcast. Wow. And really throw a curveball in your workouts. Hey, are we meeting at the same place we did last week? No, probably not. Why not? It doesn't exist. Yeah, it was wiped off the face of the earth. Also, if there are any University of Brown students currently on their hellish one and a half mile walk whilst listening to our show, have you ever heard of the saying, it could be worse? Well, it could be worse. I'm pointing to the Palestine guys right now. Eric, are you going to find some concrete rubble to work out on? Uh, I think so. There's plenty around my school because they're constantly doing construction and consistently building new things. Um, I think that's so funny, though, of, like putting, putting myself in, in their shoes if I would have that conversation and then be like, oh, damn, my gym got blown to kingdom come again. When is this going to stop happening? Well, that's the positive, I guess, is that, you know, the, uh, they don't really need it. They're like, sweet, a new gym has been erected with this rubble. Let's hop on. So, in other fitness news, a story released by Sports Illustrated magazine outlined how a relatively new Australian company known as Import, which produces 3D consumer body mapping machines, has teamed up with LA Fitness. In an $80 million deal over the next seven years, Import will be distributing 700 3D body scanners to LA Fitness centers throughout the country. The Impod users uh, will take in more than 200,000 data points to map the individual and provide a life-size 3D representation of each user's body. When testing the 3D scanner, men leaving the area after being scanned could be heard saying, (laughs) Uh, it's pretty cold around those scanners, right? I'm surprised the scanner was able to read me after I got out of that cold pool water. Right? I don't want to see your wiener! Eric, we've talked about it before. What do you think about these LA Fitness 3D scanners? they're cool i think it's uh, it's a neat idea and it would be helpful just like i've said before though as long as someone's not you know peeking at my goods i don't want someone checking me out of more than just a piece of meat there you go that's 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 what the cold water was for in other fitness news apparently In a story released by CBC News, former NBA star Steve Nash is suing his former business partners to have his name and likeness taken off of 21 Steve Nash Fitness World and Sports Club locations in British Columbia. The claim says Nash and BL Holdings Inc. saw their share values in the fitness center business undermined through a series of behind-the-scenes dealings that was misrepresented to them. Steve Nash was associated with fitness centers? I mean, no disrespect to Steve Nash. As great as he was on the basketball court, if I'm a Canadian and you tell me if I work out at that gym, I'm going to look like Steve Nash, probably going to turn the other way. Eric, are you trying to look like Steve Nash? 
every day of my life. Yep. I have his poster on my ceiling. That way when I wake up, I see him. I think I want to look like that. Oh, yeah. Lanky and shaggy hair that's sort of receding. Yeah. <laughs> that's the way I want to look. The ideal image. Celeb Buzz, where we all get our news. Recently reported that Rob Kardashian and his fiance, Black China, are planning on getting in shape after Black China has their baby that is reportedly due in four weeks. Rob posted on his Instagram a post that said, Oh yeah, we snapping back, LOL. Baby, we'll be here in four weeks. And I'm done with carrying this pregnancy weight. Me and my baby gonna be right. Motivation time. We almost there, Shy. Shy looks so bomb here. His post received almost 174,000 likes. Really? Really? 174,000. The New York Times Instagram page highest like post in the same week was 15,000. Rob Kardashian, 174,000. New York Times, 15,000. Something is seriously wrong with that. By the way, Black China already has a three-year-old child with Kylie Jenner's boyfriend, Tyga. Man. Those two kids are going to have a lot to talk about when they get older. Eric, what do you think of that situation? Oh, gosh. Just trying to think of, like... That's that's enough right there. That reaction to yeah, all Kardashian you. stuff. Oh, gosh, is enough. Yeah, I just, I can't. It's, uh, there are no words. I get, they, they, they pop up, and they're going to pop up again, and that's when I'm going to bring them up. But... In other news, in a story recently released by Yahoo News, Cassie Ho, fitness, and I'm using my air quotes here, expert, who boasts millions of followers on the gram and YouTube, made a post recently with a picture of, who else, Kylie Jenner, that said, real girls aren't perfect. And perfect girls aren't real. She went on to describe how Kylie Jenner got these looks by purchasing them, indicating Kylie's use of plastic surgery and avoidance of exercise. Okay. (laughs) Okay, Cassie. I'm pretty sure that's not the type of family values that Kylie grew up with. Okay? I'll have you know Kylie's father is all about fitness. So much so that he won a gold medal. Yes! Okay? That guy is completely, I mean, utterly against plastic surgery. Huh? I haven't checked with him since about April 2015, but I'm pretty sure he's still way against plastic surgery, okay? Eric, are you trying to look like Kylie? Well, I don't know how to tell you this, but, uh... I don't think Bruce looks the same as when you remember him. I think you should check back up. Really? All I'm going to say is this. Yes, I want to look like Kylie, and I'm going to do exactly what Bruce did. I'll let you find out the rest. Oh, okay. Mm, To be (laughs) continued. Guys, that concludes the fitness news. 
yo, 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 listening to Doc G's Funky Grooves and Fitness. Shut your mouth! All right, before we go into NCAA football, there is one thing I wanted to bring up. We mentioned Obama in the uh, fitness news update. There was another story that I saw in the uh, New York Times where he was speaking to students at Benjamin Banneker High School in Washington, D.C., and he made a joke about his daughters and how they're always texting and taking selfies. And I started to think about how horrible it's got to be to be them. I mean, like, a lot of times me and my brother will be on the phone and we'll be talking about something that's super obscene and all of a sudden we're all like, oh, wait, hold on. We've got to make sure the CIA's not listening. And we're making a joke. But in the case of these two girls, that's actually the case. They'll be like, hey, hey, keep it clean. The CIA's listening. No, seriously. They're listening right now. we got to keep it clean. And then what if you're the boyfriend of one of those girls? I mean, I've had it easy with the fathers of the girls that I've gone out with. This has got to be tough. Uh, Hey, um, show my daughters a good, wholesome time, or I'll have the CIA and the FBI wipe you off the face of the earth, and no one will ever know you existed. That's a frightening proposition. Eric, would you want to be a daughter of Obama? Uh, no, that sounds like, um, that sounds like hell. That would be horrible to consistently have to censor myself and everything around me. That's just too much work. I don't want to do that. It's hard enough to keep it semi-clean for the show, you know? Yeah, I know. All right, well, let's move on. Eric, are you ready to do the recap of the football weekend? I am. Let's do it. All right. Boise State managed to stay unbeaten against a hard-nosed BYU, 28-27. In the game of the SEC, Bama did what Bama does and beat Texas A&M 33-14. It was a close game in the first half, but it got away from them in the second. In the upset of the weekend, Penn State beat number two Ohio State 24-21. That just left me tickled pink. I thought it was fantastic and a big upset for everyone, really. Michigan dominated Illinois in a 41-8 lopsided victory. Shocker, they still don't play anyone, but they're ranked number two now. Washington continued their undefeated season against Oregon State with a 41-17 win. In the ACC, Louisville dominated NC State 54-13 behind another record-setting day by Lamar Jackson, the Heisman frontrunner. Nebraska continued their unbeaten season against Purdue in a 27-14 game. After losing to Michigan and Ohio State, Wisconsin managed to bounce back with a win over Iowa 17-9. Houston completed their descent from the playoff contender to unranked by losing to SMU 38-16. West Virginia is probably burning several couches as we speak after their 34-10 win over TCU to remain unbeaten. In a classic who-cares-about-defense Big 12 game, Oklahoma beat Texas Tech 66-59. Talk about an old Western shootout. Mm-hmm. Auburn steamrolled Arkansas 56-3. Sorry, Auburn, you're still second place in Alabama. Mm-hmm. North Carolina beat rival Virginia 35-14. And finally, LSU won the Magnolia Bowl 38-21, with Leonard Fournette getting the casual 284 yards and his first game back after his injury, and it was against none other than my former 
wild card pick, Ole Miss. Ah, good recap, man. Good recap. Uh, let's see here. So, with Ohio State losing and Alabama winning, should the title of the NCAA football season just be changed to 15 games till Alabama wins? You're so stupid. Yeah, that seems like the most the most reasonable reasonable uh, decision. I was like yourself. When I watched that game, the Texas A&M-Alabama game, I was like, they started off, and at first, Alabama came out, punched them in the mouth, and I was like, oh, no, it's over. And then then Texas A&M came back a little bit there at the end of the first half, and I was like, "Mm, no, hold on, hold on. And then the second half happened, and I was like, nope, okay. I was right. Alabama's going to just go ahead and steamroll them. Never mind. Uh, Do you think? I mean, this is the thing. I've heard a lot of people on a lot of different shows say, well, I guess nobody can beat Alabama ever. But it's college football. Yes! I just feel like at some point, maybe not this season, maybe it's going to be next season, it's unpredictable. That's what college football is. And, you know, I just, I, the more they build it up, as far as Alabama being this unbeaten, unbeatable titan, the more I think, yeah, they're going to lose to somebody. What about Louisville? What do you think about Louisville? You know, Louisville, I would, I, oh God, I really hope they play Alabama. Um, if they continue going the way they're going and they, and they stay in the top four and they do get into the playoffs, and assuming that Alabama doesn't lose, which I see very, that'd be just a miracle. But um, I think if Louisville and Alabama played, that would be a really, I think that'd be a fun game to watch because Alabama's got a great defense, but they've never faced anyone like Lamar Jackson. And that's a, I don't know, that's a scary team. So I would, I'd love to see that. I think Louisville's got a, a real, real fighting chance. All right. Okay. This just in, another clue for who's wearing their birthday suit. Here it is. He was famously shot in the chest before a public speaking event, but instead of going to the hospital. He continued with the speech, and he started the speech saying, I don't know if you've heard, but I've been shot in the chest. Sweet. That's the next clue. Anything? Give it a thought. Okay, we're going to continue on. While you're thinking about that, let's start thinking about something else. Let's start thinking about NBA basketball. Yes! Okay. NBA basketball started this week. It started this past Tuesday. Very exciting. I was super excited. Uh, We had three games. We had the Cavaliers and the uh, Knicks. And we had San Antonio versus uh, Golden State. And in the game that should have been retitled, who the hell cares that they're even playing, the Jazz versus the Trailblazers. Huh? Seriously. Whose idea was that to throw that in at ten? Like that's right, that's right before the Golden State game, and they're like, "Hey, you know what? We should probably have these two teams play too, because there's at least ten people in Utah that want to see this." So, reigning champs, Cavaliers, uh, and versus, in their own opinion, the super team of the Knicks. That's kind of like giving yourself your own nickname it doesn't really count when you're Derrick Rose and you're like well we're gonna have a super team a uh, super team that lost by super 29 points yeah! uh, so tell me Eric are the Cavs going to go 82 and 0 you're so stupid 
Uh, absolutely not. That's ridiculous. Um, no, I think they'll they'll finish somewhere around the kind of the same areas as they finished last year. Um, I would give them about 56 to 57 wins. I think that's reasonable for them. I think they can do it. They've got pretty much the same team. And with LeBron and just how dominant he's been over the past few years, it's, well, I mean, really his whole career, but especially his past years going to finals in the past six, seven, however many it's been. Um, I think, you know, they, they always have a fighting chance. So I think, uh, 82 and 0, no one in the history of basketball has ever, will ever, it just never will happen. All right. Get ready for this. Do you think, here they come again, Khloe Kardashian will call some kind of Yoko Ono crap for Tristan Thompson now that they're going out? Did you even know that? I mean, they're effing everywhere. They're calling into every situation. And the thing is, is they don't contribute anything. They just show up, and then they don't do anything except hog media attention. Last night, watching the game, all of a sudden, tweet appears of her hand with Tristan Thompson's new ring, you know, his, his, uh, his championship ring. What? Huh? What? Huh? What, what, do you think Tristan Thompson is important enough to actually cause a big problem if he gets distracted by this Kardashian soul sucker that's... Uh, yeah, I actually, I could see it because he's a, he's a pivotal... Uh, pivotal player, pivotal piece in, on the uh, on the Cavs team. So um, I think it could. Will it happen? Do I think it'll happen? Uh, you know, remains to be seen. It didn't happen with Kim, but she was also uh, dating Chris Humphreys, who wasn't nearly as good as Tristan Thompson is. So I think it'll be interesting to see what happens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In the second game of the night, San Antonio versus Golden State. So good, right? We had Mm -hmm. Golden State and the perennial old team of San Antonio. Sweet. Uh, Let's let's think about this. This is my favorite thing. The Spurs, this is why I've grown to love these boring old dudes over the past 16 years. I didn't hear a single thing about them in the offseason after they didn't pick up Kevin Durant. People were talking about Golden State. They're talking about Cleveland. They're talking about Chicago, New York, Clippers, even OKC. Nobody was talking about the Spurs. Not only that, but instead of going out and getting some young, talented, big-name star, they went and they replaced their old, worn-out Tim Duncan, who was 40, and they chose a a three-and-a-half-year younger Paul Gasol. They intentionally made their team old and boring. And then they come into a place like the Oracle, a place where Golden State won 39 regular season games last year, and they blow them out in a boring fashion, 129 to 100. I love it. I love it. What do you think? Oh, well, I'm right there with you. I love uh, I didn't watch the game, but when I saw the little headline of 
of Kevin Durant and, and him saying that, you know, we just got beat or whatever exactly it was that he said. Um, something about losing. I don't know. Yeah, something about getting blown out. It was a sorry performance. You know, we need to get our heads out of our butts. I thought it was fantastic, and I'm so glad that they lost, especially last year after starting 24-0. You know, finally, let's get this loss. Well, right me away. and you predicted it. We don't have the, you know, the fancy the fancy equipment to go back real quick and have a replay like they do on some other kind of cool hip show. But we both said it. And I don't know why no one else said it in the media. Maybe because they're trying to make some kind of big statement and they're, you know... But, like, it's obvious. They're not going to come out and dominate right off. They have three people that all want to be great. Three people that all want to shoot all the time. And that's just too many. You don't have three people that can shoot all the time. There's been plenty of teams that have shown that happen, and it doesn't happen. So, you know, it's going to take them a while. And, you know, it may not happen if they don't have uh, a uh, Chris Bosh type that will say, you know what, I'm not going to shoot as much as I used to. I'm fine with that. Like, you know, it may not happen with them. So, last, uh, let's go to another, let's go to another clue of our who's wearing their birthday suit. This one, this one's going to get a little bit more specific. Robin Williams played him in a movie. Okay, so we've got, he's a famous American who loves NCAA football and skinny dipping. He was famously shot before a, uh, a public event, and instead of going to the hospital, he continued with the speech, and he started the speech with, I don't know if you heard, but I've just been shot in the chest. And Robin Williams played him in a movie. Any ideas? I feel like an idiot, so I don't know this right now. I can tell you right now, I've never seen that movie. But hey, I, I can give you this. I am very appreciative and proud that you haven't cheated yet. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm really close to typing this thing in. I'm not going to, but I'm really tempted to. I, I think the next one should give it away. We'll see. Okay, right. so the last thing that I want to talk about with uh, with sports before we move on is the NFL. And I've heard this over everything. I've heard it on the New York Times. I've seen it in the USA Today. I've seen it on ESPN 17 million times. Uh, the NFL... Their ratings are down. They're really bad. And I've heard every excuse of why they're really down. I've heard, you know, uh, new coaches. I've heard all this different stuff. Could it just be that everyone has too much ADD now to watch football? Do you think that's a possibility? Um, I, it could be. I mean, it's a fair argument, I think, but... I think one of the one of the reasons that you've probably heard why ratings are so bad this year is because I think there's a there are two things that I really believe are contributing factors. Number one, it's it's election season, it's election year, and it's just the, this election is just unlike any other. Two just extremely polarizing figures that people just don't know who to choose and. Uh, with Trump just constantly making headlines every day with something new. I think that has a lot to do with it. Also, NFL is starting to broadcast on a multiple different platforms, and there's many different ways you can view it. And so if your TV viewership is down, then that might be, I think that's a, 
a strong contributing factor. Mm. I just think people don't have the attention span anymore for it. That's just me. Uh, let's move on. That's enough sports for now. Let's go to that funky moment. We're, last week we talked about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees. Yes! Uh, and we're going to continue on with them this week. After the nominees came out last week, there was a lot of talk um, about musicians that should have uh, gotten the nod and other talk about past nominees. A report from uh, Station 101.5 in New Jersey was absolutely sickened that Bon Jovi didn't get a a nomination this year. What? You're kidding me. There are fans of Bon Jovi in New Jersey. It's so bizarre. Next, you're going to tell me that there are a lot of Billy Joel fans in Long Island or Aerosmith fans in Boston. Ridiculous. Speaking of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Chuck Berry, who last week turned 90 years old and who was the first Rock and Roll Hall of Fame class 31 years ago, is going to be releasing his first studio album in 38 years. Bro, Chuck, you won rock and roll, man. You can stop. Plus, I don't know how big the market is for people looking to hear a 90-year-old man wail on the guitar. Probably should just come get a house in Florida and play some shuffleboard, call it a day. Lastly, what I wanted to discuss about Funky Grooves. Public uh, Enemies, Chuck D., came out and he uh, he took to Twitter after the uh, nominees came out and he said a Tupac great guy deserves to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame but as far as rap solo acts go LL Cool J deserves to be inducted before Tupac what do you, what do you think about that Eric? Uh, I think that's ridiculous I think Tupac absolutely overrules he's considered the greatest rapper of all time and you think LL Cool J should be inducted before he should come on get out of here man the reason that Chucky D is saying this is because he's got a connection to LL Cool J like somebody complained to him on Twitter that they were like oh Tupac's a little bit better man no disrespect and he's like hey I knew both of them and I gotta say ain't no way Tupac's getting in before LL Cool J and I was like dude it's because you were in the same area as as LL Cool J when they were making records at Def Jam and you became connected to the guy and it's just two different eras when you look at Chuck D in the 80s and you're talking about LL Cool J he was an individual solo artist and it blew people's minds that he got a million albums sold you know when he would sell a million albums people would be like oh my gosh LL Cool J sold a million albums then you talk about Tupac and, you know, his album was a flop if it didn't sell, like, 7 million. You know? It's a completely different time era. And then on top of that, you know, Tupac seen as a martyr. You just can't really do that. He was a martyr for gangster rap, you know? You don't really have that with LL Cool J. He decided to stop and do lip-sync battles. So, you know, martyr, lip-sync battle, host. Doesn't really have the same effect to draw people in and be like, yeah, that guy, he he put one of his pants legs up to his knee 
made that a style. So he should probably be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I just don't, yeah, I'm sort of with you. I don't really see that one happening too much. Okay, here we go. It's time for another clue. This one, I think, is going to do it. So, let's recap. He's a famous American who loves NCAA football. He also loves skinny dipping. He was famously shot in the chest before a public speaking event, but instead of going to the hospital, continued with his speech and started it off by saying, I don't know if you've heard, but I've been shot in the chest. And Robin Williams played him in a movie. Lastly, here's the last one. He's a rough rider. Is this person alive? I don't know if I can tell you the clue. I don't know. All right. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm leaving you hanging. We'll be. We'll. We'll be back. Okay. Um. We're gonna. We're gonna stop with with who's wearing the birthday suit. We'll come back to it. But I may tell you. I don't know. I may. I may tell you if he's alive or dead. Yo 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 yo! Listening to Doc. Jeez, funky grooves and fitness. Shut your mouth. All right, guys. Well, it's about that time. We're almost out of time for who's wearing their birthday suit. Eric, I'm going to go ahead and tell you. They are no longer with us. This person is no longer with us. And I will give you one more clue. See if this gives it away. The guy we're talking about he was a pretty quiet talker, but he had a huge stick. Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> I knew that one would give it away. Yes. Who is right you said Right when you said that, I thought, oh, Robin Williams did play him in Night Museum. I forgot about that movie. I always forget he's in that. There we go. So we had, uh, he is a famous uh, American, obviously, was a former president. He loved NCAA football. He actually was critical in forming the NCAA. There was no NCAA before he uh, got all the coaches together at that time and said, hey, how can we save the sport that we all love? Uh, skinny dipping. He actually was known to skinny dip a lot in the Potomac River. I would not want to see that, but apparently he did that a lot. Uh, and like I said, and like you said, Robin Williams uh, played him in uh, Night at the Museum. He was the wax character of, uh, of Teddy Roosevelt. And uh, I think he was wearing his Rough Rider uniform, actually, uh, his, his brigade in the, uh, in the Army. And uh, as we all know, the, uh, he was pretty quiet talker, but he had a huge stick. That comes from a saying, um, speak softly, but carry. So stupid. Um, yeah. Uh, so that was Teddy Roosevelt in our "Who's Wearing Their Birthday Suit" segment. That was pretty fun. I like that. Yeah, I, I did too. I, it took me till the last clue, but hey, that's what makes it fun. I'm glad that you got it because I I didn't have any other clues besides that. But of course, before we end the show, <laughs> Timmy Tebow update. Okay, guys. So he's still only got one hit. Hasn't really done much on the baseball field, but. Don't care about that. Timmy Timmy Tebow is coming to Jacksonville tomorrow. That's right. Break it out. Break out your kazoos. Orange Park Mall from 12 to 1 p.m. That's right. Cancel everything you're doing. Set 15 alarms to make sure you get up. 
You know what? Forget that. Just go to the mall now. Camp out. Quit your job. Become a lifetime Timbo Slice groupie. Okay? He'll be signing his new book, Shaken, Discovering Your True Identity in the Midst of Life's Storms. Eric, I think we should go out there and do a live report from the book signing and get Tim Tebow on the outro of our next show. I think we can pull him from his SEC Network analyst position. I mean, we here at the Doc G Show would fully cooperate with his aspirations to be in baseball. And, I mean, I know ESPN is probably paying him around like half a million, but we can offer him zero. I think that's a pretty appealing offer. What do you think? I mean, I, I think as soon as he would see us sitting out there, he would just automatically, that's, I mean, that's your pay right there. You get to hang out with, with Doc and myself. Yeah. Absolutely. He'd Any be day. like, wait a second. Are you, is that Doc and the cap right here, right here at this book's a million? And we'd be like, that's right, Timmy. You can be a part of our group if you want. Doc, Cap, and Timmy. That can happen. That is... Now, you talk about a big three, there's your big three. Yeah, mm-hmm. Big three. Coming to Jacksonville. It's gonna happen. But that will do it for us this week, guys. It's been a pleasure here on Funky Grooves and Fitness. I am Doc G, and with me always is... Eric Cirillo. And guys, we'll see you next week. You, you stay classy. Classy.